I'm grateful you're here, as together we practice being socially responsible. A powerful choice, really beyond words in the confines of the autopilot abilities of the human brain, because it's deeper. This process that starts inside, with the simple act of noticing things like the stories we hold on to about ourselves, the judgments we have, how our bodies feel as these thoughts flood our minds. Through practice and awareness that we're not the thoughts we think, we're separate from them. We, you, me, him, her, them, all of us, can discover who we're truly meant to be beyond labels, titles, roles, and the clutter that clouds our minds. So many things on my radar that I want to talk about, but I'm going to try to focus in. So it is dance competition season right now. And my daughter is on a competitive dance team. She's eight years old. It's her second year doing it. And there are so many talented kids who dance, like kids who are her age or younger even and they just have such a command of their bodies body singular <laughs> they don't have multiple bodies um and they're flexible and they have rhythm and they make the just right faces and it's incredible to watch them my daughter she is not one of those kids and my intention for saying that is not to be like she's not as good at them as them it's just to highlight, you know, there are different reasons why people do things. And the reason why she is so into dancing is because it makes her feel a certain way about herself to be part of a team, to be challenged, to have these teachers who are trusted grownups in her life who aren't her relatives and they're not her teachers and it's a group of kids that's outside of school and she's developed these friendships and some of the girls are older and some are the same age as her and it's an awesome thing for her because she enjoys it and she is not making it about being better than anyone and she doesn't focus on not being as good as someone else. And I hope, hope, hope that that can continue for her because it's an important reminder for me because I carried such a an urge to compete for so long. And there are a bunch of reasons why that narrative kind of infiltrated into my brain. And it doesn't matter why. It matters that I one day realized, oh my God, I'm making everybody competition everywhere and it's making me feel terrible and to see that my daughter has the ability to do something that is challenging for her see other people doing better than her and still cheer them on and cheer herself on I just I love it so much so we were at this convention over the weekend in Boston and part of the convention process is to allow the kids who are there an opportunity to go through an audition process a dance audition process and ultimately they have different categories for the winners who will um, earn a, a scholarship of a different kind you know 
But anyway, she comes running out of the room where they were. And she is so excited that I'm like, oh my God, she won, she won something. She's running towards me and she's like, mom, mom, guess what? Guess what? And a million thoughts are flashing through my head at once. Like what is happening? She was that excited about her friend on the team, two friends on the team who made it to this next round of, of the auditions. But the excitement was so big as she ran towards me, I thought it was for her. And in that moment, I was like, we need to bottle this up and spread it around because it does feel good to cheer other people on and not spend waste time focusing on what what their success, another person's success means for you or against you. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I just, I wanted to share that story because there were other people there, other kids there who were in tears and, you know, you're, you're walk kind of walking around between their classes and seeing these interactions, the kids between each other, kids with their parents. And I saw so many kids crying to their parents. Um, someone, another adult came and told the group that I was with about some girls who were in the bathroom, not much older than Quinn, who again, she's eight. You know, they were like, oh, these like 10, 11 year old girls are in the bathroom saying super mean things about other kids on their own dance team. It's like, what, why, where is that coming from? And so for me as a parent, as an adult, as a human, I just think there are so many opportunities that we, one, can, of course, lead by example. But two, we can have these conversations with not just kids who are in our life, but with other adults and sort of set like a baseline expectation for how we want to behave and engage with each other and with each other's kids and so I did wind up having sort of that conversation with some of the other moms who were there with the team that we were at this convention with because the conversation went something like, I can't believe these girls were being so mean to each other in the bathroom and how does that happen? And then another mom was like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen for our girls. And what I said was, you know, we can't control what does or doesn't happen. But we can always communicate openly. We can always encourage having kind conversations and not cutting conversations. We can and will model direct communication with the person that might be causing hurt feelings. Because what was happening in this bathroom situation was the kids were talking about people who weren't there. And apparently there were some kids who were instigating and saying mean things about the person that wasn't there to get the, you know, stirring the pot basically. And so it allowed an opportunity for the group that I was with to say, let's 
make sure that we do our best to, you can't, I can't even say prevent because again, we can't, we cannot control what happens, but let's do our best to always try to talk to each other as adults, as humans, and help set a really good example for each other and for the kids who we want to stay happy and kind. And when something difficult comes up, because it will, because it's life and that's what happens and feelings are feelings and we'll do our best to make it a positive, productive, positive is probably not the right word, make whatever the challenge is a productive uh, process, you know, rather than piling on and being like, yeah, well, so-and-so's a jerk anyway, you know, like that doesn't help. And we, we can all do our part. We can all do our part in these little ways, in these little moments. And yeah, I just think that's so important. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a big hugging person. I love to hug. I love, love, love it. And at this dance convention, well, literally at any dance event that we go to with this particular team of girls that my daughter is a part of, they love to hug each other. So if one does something great, like if they learn a new skill or, again, two of them made it past the first cuts of the auditions, whatever, like they run to each other and they hug and it's just so sweet. And, um, as an adult, I think sometimes we kind of shy away from that behavior because we think people will judge us or we just, we're unsure if other people will be receptive to it. And, I feel so fortunate that there are a number of other adults that are in that group who I can do the hugging with. And so there's the girls doing it and it seems kind of like cute and silly. And then here's the moms and we're hugging. Like there were two moms, excuse me, that, that were hugging each other. And I know them both. And I was like, wait, I want to let me in too. And so then there's like the three of us just hugging each other and holding each other. And excuse me, people might look and be like, that's weird. But really one, who cares? Two, try it. If you're a hugger, come on, find a friend, do a warm embrace. And then there was a moment where another person who I know arrived at the venue And I wanted to introduce her to another friend. And so I was like, hey, so-and-so meet so-and-so. And And one so-and-so reaches out her hand to do a handshake. And I said, I stop. Like, there's, this is not a handshake situation. I'm like, you two are both hugging people. And so they did like a nice warm embrace the first time meeting each other. And they were totally fine with it. Obviously, this isn't going to work for everyone. And I'm not saying you need to do this if it makes you uncomfortable. But if you enjoy that sort of physical affection, even if it's with someone you maybe don't know that well, I put it out there. Like if I feel a connection to someone, even if I've just met them, 
I'll say, are you a hugger? And they can say no. And my feelings aren't hurt if they say no. And if they say yes, it's like, can we hug? I did it yesterday at the kids' school. I was volunteering and the library media specialist there is just, she's just amazing. The way she talks to the kids and really knows what what they like and what books will be good for them and just how to manage kids who don't connect with what she's talking about. She finds a way to connect with them. Magical. Anyway, it was her birthday and... I was like, do you hug? She was like, yes. I'm like, okay, let's hug. And there we were in the library, just a, you know, quick little, little snuggle. And I think normalizing that is cool. And especially now that we're past the, the heart of all the COVID stuff where we really weren't getting in people's personal space. And uh, it feels good to emerge from that or feel like we're emerging from that. And especially with what's going on in the world right now, Russia and Ukraine and heavy, heavy stuff, the small acts of love and kindness that we can bring into our regular everyday lives will radiate outward. You know, it's all energy. Everything's energy. Everything, everything, everything. And the more we can tune into the kindness that we have inside of us, and we all do, and when we feel, for me, when I, I notice myself feeling um, jealous or judgmental or frustrated or mad at someone else, it truly always is an opportunity for me to say, what's going on in me? It's not that person. Okay, maybe that person is doing a behavior that does irritate me, but what's going on inside me? Here's a small example. Okay. My daughter hums when she eats and inside my body, I feel this bubbling up when she does it. I I love music. I love singing. I love my daughter. For some reason, when she's eating and she's like chewing and humming, it sets me off inside. Now, I notice it and the autopilot ego piece of me wants to be like, be quiet, stop humming. It's so annoying. (laughs) We're eating. We're not singing and eating. But I don't because she's not hurting anyone. I've done enough research to know that humming is a self-regulation tool. Um, So I know she's self-soothing. For, what, for whatever it's worth, I, know, I recognize that she's self-soothing. So for me to come in and stomp on that would be damaging to her. And so I have to look inside myself. What's bothering me in this moment? Because she's not doing anything to me. It's happening around me. You know, same thing with like people doing bonehead things in traffic or at the grocery store. Because those are like the examples I always reach for. It's like... That stuff isn't really happening to me, to you. It's just, it's happening around you and it might be irritating. And same thing with the, I get fired up about um, shopping carts not being returned. I know that that's like ultimately a thing inside me that has to be dealt with. 
yes, I do stand by the fact that I think it's obnoxious that if you have the ability to take two seconds and push your cart back to the cart return, you should do that. But there's something in me that is is the egoic piece that gets fired up when, when I see that. Like, I, you know, kind of get like, I would never do that. Which maybe the the better way would be to just turn off that narrative and just get the cart that I see that's hanging out in the middle of nowhere and push it back and just be done with it and don't be superior about it. Anyway, just a long-winded way of saying any irritation that shows up is a great chance to just look inside and be like, what's going on there for me? And focus less on what everybody else is doing because everybody else is going to do what everybody else is doing all the time anyway. And if we can each learn to look inside and heal from the inside out, well, then we'll be able to heal the world. And I, I do. I truly believe that. Call to action. If you are one who enjoys hugging, hug someone. Hug someone new who you haven't hugged before. And you can feel free to use the line that I always use. Are you a hugger? Is it okay to hug? Would you like a hug? I'd like a hug. You make it playful. Be weird. It's okay. It's the worst thing that happens. They say they don't want to hug. And you move on with your life. But I highly encourage you to, to hug. Or, you know, I, I don't know if your family does group hugs. Our family is big into, like, group hugs. Try it. If you've never done it, it's adorable. Sometimes even the dog jumps in. It's like, you know, um, and then the other thing would be just what I said before, which is when something annoying pops up the next time something annoying pops up and you think this is so annoying because that's guaranteed to happen (laughs) in the very near future. Notice that you're annoyed. Oh, I'm annoyed. And then say, I wonder what inside me is really going on. Instead of, I'm so annoyed because so-and-so left the socks. What is it inside you about the socks that makes you so annoyed? This is an exercise I'm sure we've done before in the call to action, but this is the process. We just revisit it and keep doing our best to rewire old patterns and heal Whatever's hurting us, because when we heal ourselves, we heal the whole world, right? I mean, it, I mean to be so like, well, that's the way it is, but kind of is that simple? It's more complicated, but it is that simple. So good luck, happy healing, and, uh, you know, we're like in the home stretch of winter here, so... Looking forward to real spring arriving soon. Have a great rest of your week. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.